Morning, everybody. Welcome back. Run Your Mouth Podcast. Look at this. We're flying through episodes on a regular schedule, pumping out the content. And uh, to start today's episode, has anyone seen an F-35 jet? Because the government is currently missing a very expensive airplane, $140 million. It's just missing at the moment. Hey, maybe the Bidens actually cut that deal to China. It just autopilot flew itself right over there. Or maybe that was part of this new Iran thing to get these uh, these prisoners freed. Or maybe he's backtracking on the whole Saudi Arabia thing because he's going off of bricks and now forget just selling planes. He's got to send his best one over there. Oh, you want to talk about a movie for the ages. Firstly... I mean, we're all so nervous about the government tracking us. Either they're lying about having lost a plane or they can't track anything for shit. And we can just start going about our lives because apparently we're a lot safer than we realized. Uh, But talk about a great movie. An F-35 missing and the government having to be like, if anyone sees a giant plane in their backyard, if you could let us know before Chinese spies find it. And there must be some Chinese spies walking the foothills of Virginia or some shit. Maybe that's why those weather balloons have been up there, distorting F-35 flight patterns just to make it sure that one of these things ended up scrambling, sending out a fake signal. Some pilot, he gets all rattled and he evacuates from the thing and then it just self-drives itself right to China. Or maybe the balloons have been flown around. They know where this thing landed and they're trying to get their hands on our most advanced military technologies. But there you go. That's our government at its best. So just, you know, everyone, we all got to do our part to help the government find its $135 million plane that just went missing. So if you're out there and you see a giant plane in your backyard, make sure to call the United States government and not to sell those uh, military secrets to other people. All right. So listen, we do have a lot of things to discuss on uh, today's episode. Now that we got that PSA from the United States government out of the way that they're uh, missing a gigantic airplane, if someone can help them out. Um, I would just like to come out at the beginning of this episode in support of Bobert's tits and divorce people having fun. That should have been a feel good story. Isn't that a feel good story? You got this old lady out with her boyfriend being like 12 year olds in a movie theater. That should be an inspiration to all you moms out there who maybe don't like the husband that you're with anymore. You're thinking about getting a divorce, and you're like, I'm not sure if it's going to be fun. There you go. Two classy people out in a theater rubbing up against each other. I mean, that's a... Tell me you're not inspired. Tell me you're not inspired. All right, listen. Before we get into more of the the Boebert incident, because I've got all sorts of questions. And if you're not familiar with the Boebert incident, do yourself a favor. A dorky-looking chick with some giant fake tits... Which, well, we're, listen, we're going to do a full breakdown. But before we do that, I do have an update, which is that Spirit Airlines still has my bag. Um, and I had a lot of stuff stuffed into this bag. I mean, I had a legend. It's it's clownish, the amount of production gear that I will stuff into a bag. And uh, I was hoping that by now I'd be able to move on with my life. I was hoping that after two full days of sitting on an, in a tarmac on a thing that never flew, they'd be like, all right, Spirit Airlines, y- you got me. You got me. You harvested your demon energy off of me for two days, but that's it. Nope. This is an ongoing investigation. Actually, there is no investigation. It's just me call, uh, texting with customer service, telling me that I have to file paperwork. It's like paperwork. Dude, I don't work for you. I don't have a part-time job over at Spirit Airlines sitting on tarmacs and then, and, and then putting in reports. This is on you. You've kept my bag for an entire week after wasting two full days of my life on on, on your fucking airplane. At this point, this is on you to take care of. It's not on me. At what point does this become your job? Doesn't that, has that ever happened to you with your insurance? 
You're like, insurance is my single biggest expense outside of rent. I don't want to do one piece of paperwork. You work for me now, bitch. How much money did I spend last year on insurance? And you're telling me I got to go to some website? No, you guys do the form. That's what I'm paying you for. I don't have any employees. What do I got to do this work for? That's what I'm paying you for. And so in this instance, they, well, it's even worse than that. Because every time I call up and you get this nice baggage lady, she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We, it's coming. It's coming. We already, here, here's the, the FedEx track. I got to call them up again because the FedEx tracking number they gave me isn't even the number. This is ongoing. I, I must be, uh, you know what they did? They were on the internet. They were, they were figuring out who are the yelly cunts that live out there. And they realized that I'd be a good target for harvesting bad energy because I would be particularly frustrated by the incident. Um, and I kept my calm the whole time I was getting referred to some other department to wait on another line. I kept my calm. But now it's a week late. I just need my stuff back. Or I need you to be like, hey, we're not giving you your stuff back. And then I could at least be like, well, can I have money to get the new stuff? Which even that's annoying. If I have to sit down and then actually organize all my production gear, figure out what production gear I don't have anymore. But here's some good news. I did go to sheathunderwear.com and I bought myself some new undies. You know what I got to recommend? I think the Donald Cerrone, uh, um, firstly, it looks cool. And I think that's the best product that Robert's rolled out yet. I recommend that. I had to go buy myself some new pairs because, uh, you know, these people over at Spirit Airlines, they, they're just holding on to my bag. Use promo code RYM and get yourself 20% off. But here's going to be the uh, the new marketing campaign that because uh, I'm, I'm not going to let Spirit get away with this. I will, I will complain as much as I have to until they finally realize that I was the wrong person to get leave stuck on an air, on a tarmac and not return their bags to. At some point in time, the people of Spirit Airlines will realize, hey, I think we might have to actually fly the planes because people are realizing that we're just pretending to be an airline to sell overpriced water bottles. I know what they're doing. But so here's my new uh, campaign commercial for Spirit Airlines. Spirit Airlines with non-travel endless adventure. Because, you know, usually you get all hyped up for your plane ride. You get all the anxiety of the coming and the going. Is my bag going to be there? And it only lasts one day. But now with Spirit Airlines, you can have a whole week of travel anxiety without even having to go anywhere. You don't have to take the original flight anywhere. And then with them holding on to your bag and you're not sure if you're going to get it back, you get to enjoy travel anxiety for like a whole two, maybe even a year. Who knows how, lo how long this case is going to be going on for? All right. Now back to Lauren Boebert's tits. Firstly, is who rubs tits like that? I know I'm more of like an ass guy. I guess I'll grab a butt, but like who, does that turn people on? Is that why I'm not getting laid much in life? Is because I don't know this over the top weird, uh, weird titty technique. All right. You know how you avoid this problem in life? Women, there's something that you can learn from Lauren Boebert and, and the problems that she had getting thrown out of a theater, which is just put out before the date. If you put out before the date, then you won't be doing all this stuff while you're on the date. You just you just, just, just just drain some balls before you go out, and then you won't get caught on camera having your tits rubbed while you're rubbed some guy's Johnson. You guys aren't 14. You don't need to be at the theater because there's nowhere else to go. Just have sex before the date. But I would like to know, are other men out there going over the over the tie? That seems like a weird way to be. Maybe I've been playing with tits wrong my whole life. That's what I'm asking. Um, and we live in a new reality with cameras everywhere. Good luck lying. What happened to the good old days where you could go into a movie theater? I haven't been to a movie theater in years. I don't like movie theaters. If I can walk to a movie theater, I'm okay with it. But for the most part, I don't know. I don't like being around people. 
it's just great. I just I don't like movie theaters. But when I used to go to movie theaters, this was more of a high school thing, sneaking in like all the beers to a movie theater, and then the hilariousness when the movie was over. Because look at me. I mean, I'm a bald guy, but look at me. I still got a young face. You know how young my face looked when I was 13, or not? I guess 15. When I was 15, I looked like I was eight. And that was hilarious at the end of a movie when you were seeing Star Wars at midnight and then some adult looked over and he's like, why are there 12 beers on the floor next to this eight-year-old and why is he out at one in the morning? And the answer is because that's what happens when your parents send you to yeshiva and no one keeps tabs on you. You can go out to midnight movies on a Thursday and sneak beers into the movie theater. Uh, so anyways, back to this person though. Good luck lying. Apparently, all right. And everyone's like, how is it possible that they had cameras on this lady? They didn't have cameras on Epstein. There's all sorts of incidents all the time. No one's ever got any cameras. But for some reason, you get this young Republican lying about the vape pen incident and there are all the cameras on there because your tits are out. If you go somewhere with your tits out, guess what? Security's going to be watching you. I bet there's no other cameras in the entire indoors except for one security guard who was like, oh, I think that guy's about to get an old school hand job. And then the whole team was watching it, and then you actually, they, you ruined the moment for them. They were enjoying the show, and then they're like, fuck, the lady's vaping indoors again. Fuck, now we have to throw her out. It does suck, though, because for part of it, she was just being a dork. She's sitting there just dancing in the worst way in her seat, which doesn't even make sense for a Broadway play. But that sucks, just being caught being a loser on tape. That, that, just, that, 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 that's the most embarrassing part of the whole thing. All right, so anyways, you know, it was controversial, so I just wanted to come out in support of the, the giant tits being out in a movie theater because it seemed like there was a lot of debate about it. Uh, all right, back to this. U.S. military is asking for help to find its missing F-35 fighter jet, um, and uh, I can't wait for someone from the Pentagon to get up there and just be like, yeah, we call them stealth for a reason. We can't even find them. That's how sneaky these things are. All right, Chuck Schumer access Senate dress code following criticism of Fetterman's hoodies report. And uh, isn't this great that our Senate, they're leading the United States of America and showing their ability to be inclusive of even individuals that can't put on pants? Because pants are difficult. When you get to be like a Joe Biden's age, and not everyone's got the support of a Joe Biden, you know what I mean? Like Joe Biden, that guy's wealthy. He's got the China money. He's got the money from his son. He's got the, the entire uh, Secret Service there to help him. But some of these just rank and file $200,000 a year full benefit for life people. They don't have that kind of support staff. Pants are oppressive. I don't know if everyone realizes, but we can't expect that if a guy's going to show up to work, he's going to wear pants. That's, that's a lot to ask of a person. Guys coming in, making important decisions. You know, some people who are responsible for important decisions aren't that great at putting on pants. And so it's nice that the United States Senate will go so far to go, we need to make sure that this is an inclusive organization and that even those who are incapable of wearing pants can still show up here and make important decisions. And, you know, that's nice to lead the cause of trying to make really every job as accepting as possible. Let me tell you, this they're going to regret this. You know why they're going to regret this one? They're going to regret this one when you get more of these younger hot chicks who end up in the Senate, and then you get them wearing, like, Yeezy dresses to show their support for Ukraine. I'm just here with my tits out today to show that we need more money for the Ukrainian people. And now, listen, I'm not trying to pick new fights with Yeezy, but this doesn't seem very Christian. Firstly, he's dressed like he's, like, the last villain coming off the bench who can't get picked trying to go to villain school. It's very Venture Brothers-esque, this outfit. 
like the 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 shadow man, but he can just be seen. The like we can all just see you, and but I want to be a villain too. All right, on to some real news stories here. The White House alters official transcript after Biden says black and Hispanic workers don't have high school diplomas. You know, Biden's out there. He's making all sorts of blunders. And so here he is saying that the White House, uh, that black and Hispanic workers don't have high school diplomas, which technically isn't accurate. They have diplomas, but that's just because we made it much easier for them to graduate, which I benefited from. I wasn't a good math student. And luckily for me, I was on the region system. And then I had one year where I got a 52 on the math A regents, right? You had to take math A and math B and I got a 52. But luckily, the New York City system has so many people poorer and dumber than I am, because that's really what it is. It's more of just a wealth thing. And you had so many people who were poor and really didn't care about their education. So then all of a sudden, my 53 or 54 became an 80. I I was suddenly a B student in math. Did, did I suddenly learn more math? No, they just decided that the math test was so difficult that year. The math, the, the, they were, <laughs> it's the same curriculum forever. It was the same questions they always asked, but they decided after the fact that so many kids failed and they needed to push everyone forward that what they did was they went, oh, we messed up this test and so we're going to curve everybody. And the curve also made no sense. The more, like the less you did on this test, the more curve points you got. And so thanks to inner city poor kids, I was able to move on to Math B. And you want to know something about Math B? And once again, I went to a very expensive private school. Well, like I said, I was drinking in movie theaters late at night. I didn't do that that many times. I was like two or three times. But anyways, I mean, I've drinking a lot in movie theaters, but I'm saying in high school, I didn't actually go to that many movies. I think I remember I saw the first or one of the Star Wars came out and I slept through the Batman movie which was a bad movie. I know everyone loves the, the the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. The Joker one was good. The first and third one sucked. There you go. Call it an episode if you learn nothing else today. Anyways, uh, what was I trying to talk about? Inner city kids being bad at math? I feel like that's enough of that topic. Uh, but here, guys, listen, not everything's working out that great in this country. We look at the money being spent. We look at this GSG score racket being pushed. We look at, uh, at, the, at the global warmings that they want to fight. Every single time you get a weather event, they're going, that was global warming. And th- things, they look grim. And so I've got an idea, which is, let's just go take over an island. Apparently, you can do that. Apparently, if enough of us get on boats, we can take over Italian islands. I mean, come on, guys. Who does it? You guys don't want to own an island out in Italy? And you know how much money we can make when we just open up the beaches to Instagram sluts? Here's what we could do. We could even have like a non-working beach, bad restaurants. What you do is you just become the cheapest destination for people to come and take fake photographs. Like you prepare one lobster meal once, and then, I don't know, you super glue over the whole thing so that it looks perfect in a picture. And then what you do is and you, 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 you cycle the backgrounds, you cycle the dishes, you get women there. So if you're a dude, you can show up, pretend like you're on a date with that person. If you're a lady, you can pretend like you're on a date with this celebrity we'll call it instagram island and that that's that's how we're going to make our money is by we're going to import all these people who just vacation so they can take their nice pictures and we're going to make it easier than ever to get your pictures we'll even be able to partner with spirit airlines because well you're going to have to actually get the island but maybe we'll get them stuck on the island turn it more into a horror movie stuck on instagram island with the influencers 
But anyways, if, if, if someone out there's got boats for maybe like 50 or 60 Run Your Mouth fans, and then maybe I can partner with some of these other podcasts. I'll speak to Brian from Lions of Liberty, maybe uh, maybe Clint from Liberty Lockdown. We start getting each, uh, each, each libertarian podcast gets itself one boat, and we can just show up on one of these islands and claim it for us. And, and we'll, we'll make this, we, we'll dye the ocean bluer so that it looks even better in pictures. I got a whole economy worked out here. All right, what other news stories did I want to cover? Oh, Zelensky is going to meet with Biden at the White House next week because he's going to sit there and go, I, I know you're shutting down, but we're still going to get our money, right? I didn't do a good Zelensky there, but that's what he's meeting him with. He's like sitting over there and he's like, I'm, I'm seeing that you guys are shutting down, but I'm, I'm going to need my, like, that's not going to affect my payments, right? Like, I know you got all the American things that you don't have money for. I get that, but like, I'm good with my payments. Right? Oh, this is fun. This is a little bit out of order, but remember last week I was yelling about, hey, why are they taking away the cold medicines? People have been taking these cold medicines forever. Why are they suddenly taking away the cold medicines? So this was, uh, I think, from Zero Hedge. And, uh, you know, last week I was yelling about that clearly they wanted everyone to get worse or colds so they could pretend like COVID is back in full force. And say, hey, the only way that you can undo your sickness is if you've been properly boosted. And you're like, yeah, but I've already the sick. Nope. As long as you've been boosted, because they ain't got no cold medicines left. So you better go get yourself some boosted. So this is from, I believe, Zero Hedge. What is the real reason that the Bush administration made the change back in 2007? I got curious and looked it up. The old ingredient was out of patent and manufactured for pennies each. The new product was penned by Boeinger England Corp., a German company that back then gave mostly to Republicans. In other words, this was likely a, a payoff to a political donor. There was a flurry of patents granted for new products, one of which came as late of 2015 for phenylphorine formulations with improved stability. It's very likely that this product and its manufacturing became the cow uh, that the existing ruling party could no longer milk. At this point, the FDA decided to say what everyone in the know has known for 16 years, it doesn't work. What's next? Are we going back to products that actually work? Maybe, but more likely there will be a period in which there's a scramble for a new drug with new filing fees, new patents, new political donations, and new royalties for companies and the bureaucrats that grant them access. It's all quite brazen and absurd. It's especially rotten that the FDA seems to be placing the blame for a decade and a half of stuffy noses on the manufacturers of cold products, even though it was the government itself that forced them to use the inferior ingredients in the first place. There's something especially absurd about the FDA right now. They rubber stamp vaccines without proper testing. They recommend them for everyone, even those at zero medical risk for suffering from that which the vaccine is supposed to mitigate, even though the potion is for a variant that has already gone from the scene. Then they block and trash repurposed drugs that actually do work. There you go. Some actual information. It's just the socialism, stupid. Uh, why you shouldn't be surprised that auto workers are asking for 40% pay raise. I think I did this in the quick section last week, and I was like, uh, this doesn't look great. This looks like this might be the start of some, some, some real inflation. Like, we've seen, like, a little bit of inflation, but what happens when FedEx workers are making $200,000 to, to not bring you your Spirit Airlines bag that's still sitting on an airplane? How's that economy going to work out? And so here's a article... Uh, I believe this was from NPR, but it might have been AP News. Why you shouldn't be surprised that auto workers are asking for a 40% pay raise. 
As a potential strike at the Detroit three automakers inches closer, the United Auto Workers Union is pushing for a substantial pay raise for its members 40% over four years. As a potential strike at the Detroit three automakers, I just read that. It's the kind of raise that Marcinola Pedroza, a federal, a Ford electrician in Chicago, thinks is long overdue. Everything's going up. The cost of food, gas, mortgage, interest rates. A lot of people haven't been able to have a safety net anymore. UAW, which represents 150,000 workers at General Motors, Stellantis, and Ford, is not alone in asking for big pay raises over the course of their contract. In recent months, workers across industries have fought for, in a handful of cases, run around 50, one, around 50% wage increases over the next four to five years as they call out years of stagnant wages and robust company profits. So how's this going to work out? You got every worker sitting around and they're going, I can't afford all the things that I have to buy. And so the only way that I can continue to go afford the things that I have to buy is if you guys increase my wages by 50%. And so then their wages, they get increased by 50%. And so the corporation goes, shit, now we have to charge more money. And now not only do they have to charge more money, but the other corporation where those workers demanded a wage, they got to they gotta start charging more money too. And then when everyone's walking around with 50% more money in their pocket, demanding the exact same goods and services, and the supply hasn't increased, what's going to happen to those prices? Just sounds to me like we're headed for more inflation. That's all this whole thing sounds like, yeah. These people, they need more money because all the prices are going up. And so if we can get all the workers in the world more money, I bet that they could, oh, shit, the prices are going up again. Well, I guess we're going to have to raise the, oh, shit, did the prices go up again? Well, maybe if we waive the wages, oh, shit, they went up again. Hey, man, working solutions here. An auto strike made in Washington. This was funny. This was funny to me. As I've said, it's just it's just the socialism, stupid. You get government policies coming in. You got these companies. They're barely getting by. They, they've been practically bankrupt or going bankrupt forever. I am talking out of my ass now when I just uh, bitter because I invested in General Motors when I was in high school. Full summer job. I put It's like, hey, man, if General Motors goes, so does the entire economy. All right. Well, I just worked an entire summer. I'm going to be a fiscally responsible young Jewish boy. I'd like to marry myself one of them Jewish brides when I get out of college. I better start saving all this summer money. Don't be spending it on fish tickets. You know what you got to do? Oh, you need your blue chip stock, something like a General Motors. General Motors, that's going to pay you a dividend. It's not going anywhere. If General Motors goes somewhere, so does the entire economy. Perfect. Here's 3,000 of my hard-earned summer dollars, General Motors. And then what, what happens? It, goes, it somehow goes bankrupt, but then continues. They just wiped out all the stockholders. Maybe they gave me a half a percentage and a single share in the new restructuring. So I look at these companies and I'm like, they're just always one bailout away from uh, remaining in business and wiping out a bondholder. Now, is that actually the current situation at these companies? I don't know. But these unions are fucking retarded as it is. Because, like, for example, I happen to know this for a fact. Actually, I just said something that I know it is fact, and I totally don't know it is fact. I just, it, it, what I just said is completely not true. This is more information that might be mostly true, but is being pulled out of my ass. The margins on cars, I think they're only making like $500 or $1,000 profit. And at one point in time, the union struck a deal where they were gave a better deal to uh, Toyota than they did to General Motors. And as a result, General Motors, for a while, was making cars and losing money on every car. Now, how's that going to work? If you're in the union and you actually care about the uh, lifespan of the company, 
and you're giving a favorable deal to the competitor, and, and now the other guy's just losing money on every car. How's that going to work? All right, so on top of all this, you know what they make money on? They make money on, like, the light trucks and the SUVs. That's what they make money on. You know what I think they don't make money on? It's the electric vehicles. So this is, uh, and I guess the auto unions are doing the math on, oh, shit, we're being mandated to make more of these electric vehicles. Uh, I guess those are going to be in new, more automated plants. The cars are going to have less profits. What are we going to do to preserve our jobs now that the government has mandated that new cars need to be created that has less profits for the company? Like I said, somewhat editorializing here, but it's the socialism of, oh, well, we like the unions and we like these workers, but we also need everyone to drive these worse and inferior and more expensive but less profitable products. Well, how's that going to work and keep all these people? Well, I guess government's going to have to step in and actually socialize that industry as well. Because we didn't expect that. Oh, shit, but when we socialize this industry, look at what happened to that other industry. Kind of like that inflation story. All right, let's read these couple paragraphs. It's educational. Because the Biden, this is from the uh, Wall Street Journal. This is the uh, in the opinion section. So it's me editorializing and opinionating the opinion section. That's how far you guys are into lunacy of not actually learning anything of value here. Because of the Biden administration's policy mandating a rapid transition to electric vehicles, the UAW knows that EVs require fewer workers to make and will jeopardize union jobs making gas-powered cars. But the companies already lose money on EVs and worry about making too many concessions to the UAW that will cause them to lose even more as they are forced to build more EVs. It's hard to overstate the cost of this coerced EV transition. The Biden administration, with California as its co-enforcer, is mandating that EVs make up an increasing share of automaker sales, two-thirds by 2032. California and other progressive states plan to ban all new gas-powered cars by 2035, but last year EVs made up less than 3% of Detroit automaker sales. Automakers are increasingly steering profits from their popular gas-powered pickup and SUVs into cranking up EV production and subsidizing their sales to meet the government mandates. GM and Stellantis in 2021 each committed to spending about $35 billion through 2025 in electric and alternative vehicles. Ford last year said it would invest $50 billion in EVs through 2026. Even with the Inflation Reduction Act's generous subsidies for battery production and for EV buyers, the companies can't accept the UAW's demand without putting profitability at risk. Ford lost nearly 60000 on each EV it sold in 2023's first quarter. So there you go. If you're going to force companies to be less profitable, but then you also want a relationship with the union and people having jobs, I guess you're going to have to actually further socialize or subsidize in order to ensure that the workers making the less profitable items can still have jobs. In other words, you're killing the company because you're forcing them to, you know, make less profits and invest profits in the items that are less efficient and people don't like. And then the workers are like, shit, I think you're going to ruin the company and I'm not going to have a job. And now you're going to have to solve for that problem. All right. Before we change topics, let's take a moment to plug our sponsor, YoKratom.com, home with a $6 kilo, the only place in the entire world that if you're into Kratom products, you get an entire kilo for just $60. And if you're not a fan of Kratoms, but you do like yourself some weed and you're over the age of 21 living in states where it's legal, you can go to YoDelta.com, get yourself gummy slices, discreet vape pens. You can make your whole life a party. Use promo code RYM. You get 20% off. All right. We had Donald Trump 
sitting down with Meet the Press, and it seems to me like the whole Biden-Donald Trump thing, I'm wondering if it's going to fall apart. I'm on it, like, you know, maybe this is me being a little bit too hopeful, but you, you see the Vivek guy, and he's actually a coherent individual, or you look at uh, Kennedy, and he actually seems to be in the know, wanting to end some wars, and at least being also a coherent and charismatic individual, against the backdrop of increasing claims of Biden's corruption, watching the news pry more and more over the fact that he blatantly lies, and then the obvious fact, which is he's just crumbling before our very eyes, to the point that you even have the old press secretary already whipping up a story, uh, Jen Psaki, I saw this headline from MSNBC, oh, he's just, he's grieving because his son's having a hard time. He's just heartbroken that his drug addict kid is being targeted by the Democrats. That's what's going to happen. Biden's going to be so sad, he just needs to be left alone. He can't recall anything because we broke him. He was actually sane and healthy, but because of the stress of what the Democrats are doing to his family after he already lost his oldest son, have they no shame in going after this old man and his family after giving his entire career to public office? We're gonna, and, and now he clearly has dementia because of all the stress you guys are putting on him as you tarnish his good name. You see, this is why I should have been a lawyer. You can hire me, Biden. Anyways, that's on the Biden side. Then on the Donald Trump side, you know, he didn't build a wall the last time around. He ended up uh, with Fauci. He pushed the vaccines. There weren't a lot of victories. And at the end of the day, I get it. The deep state was weaponized against him, but he wasn't that great at wielding power. Like, think about how good the Bushes were at wielding power. Nobody here liked... Or, you know, at the time, maybe they did a better job with the propaganda and stuff, but they covered their ass on selling a war that no one wanted or a war that they lied to us about, but that's wielding power effectively. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I'm saying some people are good at wielding power. The Bushes were very good at wielding power. They managed to get generals to lie about nuclear uh, devices that they could get a war in Iraq. Dick Cheney worked up all sorts of schemes that he could pay off his old bosses at his old company. They opened up Gitmo, they spied on people, and they kept that machine going. That's wielding power. Or guess who wields power very well? I guess uh, the Bidens and the Obamas, when they weaponize the deep state against Donald Trump and uh, get them to start running fake investigations, running the news to say, hey, there's collusion. Or you, you know what was wielding power well? When uh, the Biden administration so wanted people to believe that there was this COVID thing that they got internet censorship and any claims that question the formal policy, no matter how right you are, no matter how good your track record was, you were getting pulled down from the internet and then it finally gets to a judge, no, one, no one's in trouble. No one's in trouble. Or when nobody, when you find out that you're, uh, it's not constitutional to get rid of student loan debts, but you need to be able to bribe your voters. And so you just figure out new ways to package it until that gets struck down as well. The point I'm trying to make is that's wielding power. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm just saying that those people, they actually know how to do it. Donald Trump, on the other hand, got into office. And so the other people who are better at wielding the power are yelling at him so much that he's a uh, Russian spy that he basically punts on wielding power. He basically goes, all right, I'm not going to fire this person. I'm going to leave this guy in office. He didn't actually get a staff in there to go and wield power. Instead, 
he kind of played into their game of like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm actually not this person. And so he kind of sat back because they're like, oh, if you fire your AG now, if you fire this person now, you're going to look guilty. And so he was a little bit soft. And so the point I'm trying to make is that the guy didn't accomplish his major policy agendas. And also when he was in power, he didn't do a great job of wielding it. I'm not saying that politicians are supposed to wield power and do things that are illegal and then get away with it. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that if you do get in, I guess that's part of like kind of getting your agenda done. And so here you got a guy who was totally unsuccessful. And when he was in power, he didn't do a very good job of wielding it. The last time around, what made Donald Trump exciting is, hey, I'm a businessman. I've spent my whole life winning and I can win for you. But now, amidst the backdrop of the failures of his first time in office, it's becoming a tougher sale. And so I want to play two clips from uh, Meet the Press, Donald Trump, Donald Trump in a way. And I'm curious what you guys think of whether or not this is going to work. You've been asked this, but very quickly, if China were to invade Taiwan, have you made a determination? Again, since voters are about to go to the polls, would you send the U.S. military into Taiwan if President Xi were to invade. President Biden I, says I he won't would. Say, I won't say, uh, because if I said I'm giving away, you know, only stupid people are going to give that. I heard the other day the sanctimonious said something about he was going to do this or he was going to do that. I say, well, why is he saying the strategy? You can't say that. If I say it, people will steal my incredible plans. So what I got to do, I just trust me. You put me in. There's nothing I can't fix, okay? I'll get it done. I already know how to do it. My plan is just so good that if I say it, the other people will steal it, and then I can't do it. But just trust me. You put me in. I have the perfect amount. I know exactly how much and where to apply the pressure. It'll be perfect. You just have to trust the guy. If you can just trust him, it will be perfect. You've been asked this, but very... Here was another similar moment. Mr. President, I want to give voters who are going to be weighing in on this election yeah. a very clear sense of where I think you stand I on I think this. they're all going to like me. I think both sides are going to like me. Let, let me but what's let, Mr. going President, to have to Mr. happen President, is you're going to have to... Listen, you're asking me a question. What's going to happen is you're going to come up with a number of weeks or months. You're going to come up with a number that's going to make people happy. Because 92% of the Democrats don't want to see abortion... There's a perfect number. I can't tell you the perfect number. No one's proposed the perfect number yet, but there's a perfect number. And if you put me in, I'll tell people the perfect number, and then everyone will love it because I did it. I can't tell you now, but believe me, there's a perfect number. After a certain period of time. If a federal ban landed on your desk, if you were reelected, would you sign it at 15? Are you talking about a complete ban? A ban at 15 weeks. Well, people, people are starting to think of 15 weeks. That seems to be a number that people are talking about right now. Would you, Mr. President, I want All right. I had enough of that. Before we plug this, uh, watch this next video, let's take a second. PremierPharma.com. If you're out there, you got yourself an independent pharmacy, you want to actually get cheaper medications to your folks, go to... Speak to the good people over at PremierPharma.com. All right, so here I got a video on, uh, it, you got some, some interesting shifts in, in the world right now. I mean, you've got, we alienated Russia. We uh, provoked him into going over there and invading the Ukraine. We threw him out of our monetary system. We did all this and we hoped that we were going to bully everyone to get on board. We, we successfully bullied Germany to get on board by blowing up a pipeline. 
But we couldn't bully Russia and China into getting our back. Didn't happen. And so now you've got countries such as China uh, that's going and, 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 and uh, India. They're buying the oil up. So Russia's, they're in the same position. They got to sell some oil and they're selling some oil. But I guess they need some uh, this high and mighty military that was going to be able to take over the entire world. I guess they need to partner with countries such as North Korea, North Korea and Iran in order to get themselves the military equipment that they need. And before you think that we're doing so much better, I don't know how, but it sounds like we keep running out of like bullets and shit too. But that, that's, that's, that's an aside. That's not what I was trying to talk about here. So it's interesting to see, I guess, a teaming up of all the people that we've tried to throw out of the system and go, hey, you guys all have to be in a timeout. And then you're like, no, no, you're supposed to be in timeout at different corners. You can't just be in timeout together. And so it seems like uh, they're really pushing some some new axis, you know, some new real teaming up of uh, these nefarious individuals that we wouldn't want to work with. And I saw this random video of, I guess, some North Korean super soldier. And before anyone's concerned that we might have to uh, end up in a fight with them, the good news is if we ever get there, they'll all have CTE because they're breaking boards with their face. They're going to show up, they're going to end up firing on each other because they do uh, demonstrations that include taking boards to their face. Um, so my guess is, you know, it'll be kind of like the Indiana Jones thing, where for some reason... You know, we showed up to fight them, they'd be doing all their fancy karate, and then we would just shoot them, and then they'd be confused. Uh, but this is my favorite moment right here, when he's looking at this and just going, what the fuck are these people doing? Is this for real? This is the way we train our soldiers? To fight with their face? It's probably better, better things. All right. Only a couple more stories left. Joe Biden's TikTok army receiving hundreds of thousands from George Soros to push left-wing causes and bash conservatives. You know what? Let's read this couple paragraphs, and then I'll give my commentary. This is from the New York Post. Soros openly Open Society Foundation shelled out $5.5 million to the nonprofit Accelerate Action, Inc. in 2020 and 2021, which in turn gave at least 300000 in 2022 to another nonprofit, Gen Z for Change which boasts a network of 500 activists, organizers, and creatives, tax filing show. The woke foot soldiers regularly go into battle on behalf of abolishing border enforcement, defending cops, and ending cash bail, according to their website. Throughout this term in office, President Biden has looked to Gen Z for change and other social media stars to sell his policy agenda. You know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Sometimes I pull all sorts of information out of my ass, and it's incredible how accurate that information is. Go back five, six years ago when they were yelling about uh, the interference by Russia. And I was like, listen, you got all sorts of people who are using social media to run all sorts of campaign. How much money was being spent on behalf of Hillary Clinton for Hillary Clinton doing the exact same thing on social media? It, like it could be that Hillary Clinton spent, let's say, $10 million trying to influence and shove out information on social media. And Donald Trump spent $100,000. And then he won, and they go, oh, look at that $100,000 he spent. Well, it doesn't mean anything. If everyone's also spending money, he might not have even spent the most amount of money. And so I guess here, wouldn't this be billionaire election interference of a billionaire, you know, working up a bot army of uh, little TikTok robots? They're not even robots. They're just actual people. But I mean, if you're 22 and you just get a paycheck from George Soros to go online and go, oh, yeah, I want that border to be open, 
you're basically, I mean, that that's a pretty fun way to be a robot. You get to go about your life pretending like you're an influencer, like you've really earned your right. Oh my God, your opinions are so great, valid, and mighty that you figured out how to make a living by just being on TikTok. Or some even billionaire when, oh, I need enough dumb fucks out there making it look like these opinions are more popular than they are. So I'm willing to put a couple million dollars into making it appear like there's more 22-year-olds sitting at home that are actually interested in these opinions that do act, than do actually exist. And so just validating something I said five or six years ago of, hey, I'm sure that this happens on both sides. And so it's nonsense to just scream at one without doing the comparison. Sanders, all right, let's leave that for another day. All right, let's do the quicks. Let's do the quicks real quick. Episode's over, so we're just going to do the quicks. These are the other uh, news topics from the last couple days that maybe you're not aware of, and so I'm just going to give you the quicks. Got a quick snapshot of what's going on. You're, you're somewhat informed and more confused about it. Uh, guys, this weekend I'm with Howie Dewey in upstate New York. We're doing two gigs up at uh, breweries up there. Very excited for it in both uh, Utica and Boonville, uh, coming out, we got, uh, Andy Malafarina who will be hosting. And, uh, other than that, one Porsche tour left out in Arizona. Uh, I got Skankfest coming up, got my Europe tour, and then going to start, uh, planning December. All right. And then also sheathunderwear.com, promo card RYM, you get yourself 20% off the greatest underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. Here we go. Quicks, Texas AG. I've got no idea what happened there. They impeached the guy. They brought a lawsuit, and then he just got completely left off, let, let off the hook. I don't even know what the accusations were for. I know nothing about that story. Uh, here's a good one, though. We got a shutdown coming because every couple months, they got to figure out how to pretend like we're operational a little bit longer. That's what happens. We, we, we got a limit on the amount of money that we spent. We're over the limit. You can go back a couple episodes. I already explained who's buying this debt. What's going to happen as the interest rates go up? How much of our, uh, how much of our uh, uh, GDP can we just be spending as uh, interest rate payments without even paying down the principal? How's this going to work? Is there's less demand for the dollar? How's this whole system going to work? And they're like, we just got to ignore it a little bit longer. We just need a few more trillion dollars for the Ukraines. And of course, you can't. How do you even track how much money's going to the Ukraine? It's like every single week there. It's somehow we're out of money. Right, the debt limit, and yet they keep on coming up with money for the Ukraine. There's no problem finding money for the Ukraine. It's any of the other initiatives. How, can we just actually have a conversation about actually? What they do is every single time they drum it up, oh, my God, they're holding it up. They're holding it up. The government's going to show they're going to, oh, at the last minute, here's a temporary relief bill to get us down the road for three more months until we won't solve it once again. It's a, the, the, the government is me in college getting extension on a paper and then waiting the three weeks and going, all right, I guess I'll ask for another extension. And then you do that. But at some point, you got to get it together, people. Uh, Russell Brand just did a whole uh, part of the problem on that thing. Uh, read, the, read the stories. Um, two of them sound like they could have happened and they're not great. Uh, but. I feel like the press after COVID and some of these incidents have lost so much credibility that just having claims in the news shouldn't be enough for any action to be taken in any capacity. Illegal behavior needs to be prosecuted in a court of law. Uh, and maybe we can work on having a press that's more credible so that if they're actually running a story on an individual and going, this is so, this is so horrible that this individual has gotten away with these actions and people are so afraid of him that they either didn't show up to court 
like, then you go, oh my God, this is a scandalous and sensational story. Um, and I guess the, the, they got a decent record now, the press. They took down some uh, actual notorious, I guess, criminals uh, with uh, the Epstein. I mean, not Epstein. They overlooked the Epstein thing completely. Uh, but, but with both Cosby and um, uh, Weinstein. But then you're left with the question of why are these systems so corrupt that government is unable to prosecute or have an interest in these claims until it's published in the press. And what is the track record of the press in terms of making these claims? And like, because I guess just an unsubstantiated claim being in a newspaper, just automatically ending careers, um, doesn't seem like a working system because it seems like you could publish that article about anyone at any point in time, because, you know, you'd like to get them canceled and then, you've accomplished what would normally be required to actually be evidence and in court. It's like, then it, the, the, you just, it's a very easy way to get rid of someone that you don't like. Uh, but we're still at the beginning of that. So who knows, maybe more stories will come out and we'll turn around and go, it's a good thing they got after that Russell Brand guy because he uh, got away with some real creepy shit. Uh, the IRS employee tax credit, that's a fun story. So, you know, they rolled out all sorts of things while uh, in the PPE loans. I mean, how many of those went to the right places? And apparently there was some credit on the book that I guess if you held on to your uh, employees uh, during COVID, you're, uh, uh, you got some, uh, some nice monies coming your way. But so many claims have been coming in for said money, and we need all of the money for Ukraine now. I mean, guys, we're, we're going to have to shut down the government a couple weeks. We can't just be sending you guys the credits. I mean, that was at the time. We, we promised you things if you kept your workers at the time. This is like a full two years later. So we already got what we needed out of it. We're not going to send you guys that money. I'm sure there's a lot of fraudulent claims in there. And so they had to, uh, I guess they're, they're, they're temporarily pausing processing any of those claims. Uh, all right. And then last story, he's got the UN General Assembly, which means that they're going to yell about global warming and cause traffic in New York City. So just don't travel to New York City this week. You're not going to get anywhere. There's nothing more annoying than when these pretentious fucks over at the UN get together, pretend like they're trying to help anybody when really the best that they can do is try and fake, push some fucking phony ass global warming agenda so that they can have more control over our lives and make us less prosperous while China... India and whoever else just use all the coal and we have to make sacrifices that even if global warming was real and was well man-made will have zero impact. But for anyone who wants to travel into New York City this week, you can sacrifice a lot of your time just sitting in absolute stop traffic because apparently that's good for the environment. Can't you guys just pretend to do shit digitally or go somewhere that's, <coughs> why do you got to do this in New York City? Can you just put up a campus in the middle of fucking Nebraska? Just go to any convention center in the entire world? It's all right. I'm not hanging out in New York City anyways. I'm out here chilling with my F-35 plane that the government's looking for. I hope they don't realize that it's uh, been in my living room just flying around this whole time. All right, that's our episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, more incredible things coming from the Run Your Mouth Enterprises in the near future. Uh, come out for live shows. Spend money. Hand me money. Have a nice day. Show's over.